everybody and welcome to another episode of Igniting the Spark, Talk Film Society's Star Wars podcast. I am your host and Star Wars fan, Callie Smith, and today we're going to be talking about another episode of The Mandalorian, um, Chapter 4, which is called, uh, wow, wow. I lost the episode name. Sanctuary. I'll just swing it over. Sanctuary. I'll just, I was about to say redemption. I was like, that ain't it, fam. But hey, I was just about to say, let me swing it over to my guest <laughs> to cover for me. And he hopped right on in and covered my ass um, like any good editor would. So this is our editor-in-chief at TFS, uh, Marcelo Pico. Hello, Marcelo. Hello, Callie. Hello, listeners, Star Wars fans, and maybe not Star Wars fans, uh, who knows who's out there but yes uh happy <laughs> to be back on the show yes uh i am glad to have you back um so yeah uh today episode four of mandalorian good times uh, <laughs> good times uh, good so times. excited to talk about this one <laughs> Here's the problem, right? It, it is genuinely a nice episode. It is but, good. Uh, yeah. We do have a hurdle <laughs> that we have to get over. So hey, this is this is why you had me on this episode, Callie, right? Just, just, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you were the person I wanted to tackle that <laughs> this whole fun thing. But hey, actually, before we dive in, um, something I've been asking all my guests to kind of kick it off. Uh, with a little fun other Star Wars conversation is uh, of all those new projects that they announced a while back do you have one that like stands out to you more than others oh my gosh that is a good question I wish I had prepared because that one (laughs) uh, okay the one that immediately came to mind is the Patty Jenkins one Mm. Um, which I forget the name of Callie if if, if you know Rogue Squadron Rogue Squadron yes Um, yes I haven't I mean, the only thing I know is she's directing it, and I like her as a director, you know, even though, you know, 1984 wasn't that, you know, amazing a sequel, <laughs> but I'm still excited that she's doing this project, that video that she shared, like, on that, I forget what, when she did it, like, she was like, oh, hey, yeah. uh, we're gonna make this movie, and it's like, I'm inspired by, like, wasn't her dad, like, a pilot or something? She has, like, yeah, that sort yeah. of tie to it, and just to see a movie about the rogue squadron like these um uh 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 x-wing fighters i'm assuming right yeah like that a movie all about that i uh, i'm imagining like top gun in space and i'm like yes give me that that's absolutely that's what i'm excited for um yeah i can't think of anything else i'm that excited for like what 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 else is was uh, what other movies are like official by the way um, I don't know how many movies are official. I know they announced that officially there is going to be the Taika Waititi project. We just don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's a million TV things, of course. You know, I can't think of there's... any TV things that really caught my eye. Like, we can yeah. t- we can talk about that Boba Fett series later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I can't. And then, then also we can also talk about... <laughs> That one um, they had in mind with a certain actress that <laughs> will no longer that she'll no longer be involved in. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what other shows wop, are wop. were named? That well, they, they have, of course, Kenobi has been off and oh, on again. Of course. Yeah. Um, but that's on for sure. To, that's that's happening. Yeah. That's on now. But yeah. uh, I believe I've mentioned it on another episode or two. But they were like about to start filming that show. And then Rise of Skywalker came out, and there was a suspiciously timed announcement of, oh, um, Kenobi is not filming, uh, and we're going back to the drawing board on our story for no reason, no reason or anything. Uh, yeah. it, it, we definitely have, weren't prone for a loop. <laughs> they had like six episodes planned or whatever number of episodes, and then they were like, oh, let's just yeah. do four or five. They just, they changed. They just, um, yeah. Their their, their their episode number, but yeah, even that like, I'm I I'm and I'm sure you've talked about this on past episodes. There at this point, when it comes to new Star Wars, there's always it's 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 going to be hard to find a project that's like just completely uh, not hindered by production problems in yeah. quotes, right? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, uh, Callie's watching me do these quotes in, on video. <laughs> 
you know, like Rogue One had its problems. Um, yeah, definitely. And, you know, of course, Rise of Skywalker had its problems behind the scenes. Um, uh, but, you know, I'm going to reserve judgment on Kenobi. I'm hoping it's good. And the only reason why I'm like so hopeful that it's going to be good is Ewan McGregor. Because he seems yeah. super thrilled about it. He seemed, he's been wanting to do this for like 20 years. So I'm like, yes, I, yeah. I, I want to see him back again. Uh, I'm excited for that. So, yes, I'm on board. Yeah. He kind of, I think, has the same vibe with Kenobi that, like, Tom Hiddleston has with, like, Loki. Oh, yeah. Where it's, like, he's, like, super involved, wants to get the character right, you know what I mean? And I, I'm so jazzed about that. I am. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And, I mean, there's other shows, of course, that were announced. But, uh, yeah. And I've heard recently that, you know, um, the Book of Boba Fett that you mentioned is, like, basically going to be... Like Mandalorian season 2.5, and I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited about that because hopefully we'll get an appearance from our boy, um, our our shiny Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have thoughts on that. I don't know if you want to get into it now or later, but... Sure. No, we can get into it briefly. Yeah. The thing is, we got less stuff to talk about than usually because we only have an episode instead of a movie, so... Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So... Uh, and, and this guy, this goes into um, the ending of season two of The Mandalorian, right? And this is, yes, you know, we're, we're, we're talking spoilers. So if you haven't seen these episodes, then go back and watch them. But um, yeah, yeah, I I was a huge fan. I'm still a huge fan of The Mandalorian. Like I love the show. Season two, especially, like elevated it to something really special for me. Mm-hmm. I say all that, and then the final episode happens <laughs> and I'm conflicted <laughs> and also like when Boba Fett came back I was also conflicted so like, it was nice seeing him back the actor portraying Boba yeah. Fett I forget his name I apologize Tamara Morrison yes like he's amazing but I don't know and then like the final moments with Luke Skywalker coming back yeah I'm conflicted because like for me Mandalorian stood as like something doing its own thing yeah its own yeah yeah just just kind of like going to planets going to places meeting these characters we haven't seen before something fresh in the star wars universe and then we get boba fett and luke skywalker back and i'm like okay okay fine guys (laughs) we're 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 back in this territory but i say all that that's why i kind of want really want that mandalorian season three you know before Mm -hmm. boba fett but i don't think that's not gonna happen right they're gonna do boba fett first and then I hope another season of Mandalorian. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, again, you know, and and isn't uh, John Favreau and and Filoni are they working on Boba Fett? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I believe it's mostly the same crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which does mean you know you could still have those like characters popping their heads up issue, and like that's the thing about Mandalorian season two is I fully get. You know, everybody being like, I don't love that. And I, on paper, didn't love whenever I, because I accidentally got that finale spoiled for me on Twitter, because of course it was on Twitter. Yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) But I got online and saw that that was happening. And like on paper, I was like, oh, I hate that. That's bad. No. And then like, I don't know. I saw it in the episode and I didn't mind it as much, you know, because I I understood, you know. But I do hope that... uh, season three goes more into like the Mandalorian side of things. It goes into this whole, like, you know, Oh yeah. <laughs> Din Djarin accidentally being the Mandalore, which is like the most the, Din Djarin thing possible. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so much of his backstory to, to get into that. Yeah. I, I, it, it's kind of a bummer. They have to wait that long for like more of like his story of, you know, of yeah. the Mandalorian. But I mean, I say, I say I'm conflicted about the Luke Skywalker thing. But, like, I think it's, like, a powerful moment in the episode. I think it works within the episode. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that it's Luke Skywalker, you know, and I don't know. I mean, that's that's all I'll say. But it, it, I think, I think it, I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. Maybe I mentioned this on the podcast. But, like, and I forget if I'm actually scheduled for another. We, we won't say which one. But I know I'm going to come back for an episode. I just forget <laughs> which one. Um, but I'll just say, like, the way they handled, like, his reveal in that finale was like really good like yeah the way they they watched him on the monitor like the way it was shot like this whole like mystique of like oh it's like luke skywalker's coming back flying all that like it it it, it, it pulled the right strings you know but again i'll just Mm -hmm. say you know i i was enjoying these like 
glimpses into this new world and these new characters and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah again well i'm going around in circles but I'll, I'll just say you know when star wars is doing something new i like it yeah well and it makes perfect sense i think a lot of us after rise of skywalker were kind of especially ready for a break from the skywalkers and stuff like that <laughs> that's true so it was a little frustrating for a lot of people to get to the end of that season and suddenly have like oh god and you know um it introduced a lot of fun wrinkles into the storyline that, you know, everybody's still trying to figure out. But anyway, it's still, like, exciting, though. I'm jazzed for season three, obviously, eventually when that comes out. But, and, gosh, all that good stuff. Kenobi, all of it. Like, it's all exciting. Oh, yeah, and there's the Ahsoka show hopefully coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> great. For some reason, I had forgot that that happened with Rosario Dawson showing up, you yeah. know, and I'm like, Oh, that's right. That, and I, I, I love those episodes that she was in, but for some reason, yeah. like, I just kind of like forgot it. Cause I, this is a stupid tangent, but I just quickly say I watched, <laughs> I watched rent for the first time, like two weeks ago. Oh yeah. And she's, and in she, that. <laughs> she's, she's in that she's in rent and I'm assuming you haven't seen it, but like she is mm-hmm. surprisingly incredible in that. She sings, she dances, mm-hmm. like she's she's like, whoa, Rosario Dawson. She's always been great. And then I just thought, oh, she should do more things. But then I just forgot. Oh, that's right. She's in the man. She's in the Star Wars universe now. Like she's she is in one of the biggest things right now. <laughs> I just completely forgot about that. Um, but I'm happy. I'm happy that she's in it. I love that character of hers. So again, mm-hmm. it's like it. I guess. It's not a new character per se. You know, she was in what was it, the the, the Clone Wars? That character. Yeah. Um, yeah. But still, it seems new and exciting to me to see that versus. I guess my problem is, <laughs> kind of, you alluded to it earlier. It's like <laughs> the Skywalkers. I mean, does does every Star Wars thing have to be tied to the Skywalkers? I love them, yeah. but yeah, we can we can take yeah. a break from them. Ahsoka's Ahsoka's more complicated in that regard because. I don't think you've seen much of the Clone Wars. Not really, because like she, me, it's, it's she's tied into Anakin, right? Yes. Yeah. She was a Padawan of Anakin's, but let me give you this little spoiler that I mean okay. I know, but I don't know how it gets there. She eventually renounces the Jedi Order, so ah. she is not like she is, which is part of why she's so hesitant, you know, with with Grogu in her later episodes, is because she's not. She's not on board <laughs> really that all that much anymore. She's still gotcha. trying to do good, but you know. So she's she's an she's a really interesting character and it'll be really interesting to see that show too and hopefully kind of delve into that. You know, somebody who is force sensitive and not a bad guy, but not like doesn't want to be associated with the Jedi either, you know, like um so I hope you get some pretty cool like I don't know. Grey Jedi is like its own thing in the universe, but something between, you know, the two would be really, really cool. Yeah, I I had this thought earlier while rewatching this episode that we haven't talked about yet, but we will soon, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> that like I, I wanna ask your opinion on this, but mm-hmm. com- and I hate doing this comparison, but comparing it to something like and this is probably not a good comparison. Like the 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 DC <laughs> cinematic universe, where right uh-huh. now the DC universe is kind of like like um, uh, uh, trying to branch out into creating their own separate universes. Like, mm-hmm. and the only franchise that's doing it well right now is like the MCU. They have kind of like mm-hmm. their canon is like lined up, you know, almost perfectly. Um, but for me, Star Wars, it's like it's hindered by that that new canon. And I know they kind yeah. of reset everything after the the after Disney bottom, um, but I don't know. Like maybe these problems that I have with the franchise, maybe they can, maybe they would have like gone away if they kind of like were okay with like different canon. Like maybe this is going on this canon, this is going on this canon. I, I had that. Yeah. Thought. I don't know what you think about it. I don't know if you're happy with like yeah. the way they're treating their canons. Like this is what it is. Like this is all connected yeah. versus, oh, let's have like different universes like in books or video games or yeah. on the shows or in the movies. So I don't know. I do wish that, you know, because Disney, what they did was with the extended universe stuff, they kind of just said it's all legends that's what it's categorized as now yeah legends um 
But the thing is, they haven't had anybody release any any more books or comics or anything. I was going to say, like side. that Legends, br- br- I would say brand, but I don't know what else to call it. They haven't done anything with it, have they? No, they no. they relabeled it and then just went, okay, it's off to the side. And I guess the thing is, the part of it is that they did take a lot of inspiration from that for the sequel trilogy. Like, um, Ben is kind of a combination of the twins that Han and Leia originally had. Uh-huh. Um, and there's like, you know, there's other things that they kind of went, okay, let's take that and rename it, <laughs> shuffle it around a little bit. Right. Um so that could be part of why they kind of are like hesitant to do that. But at the same time, I'm going, there are lots of quote unquote legends characters that like we could get into and people would love to see content about. Um, so I, w- I would love, especially, you know, the way they're doing High Republic right now is mostly books and comic books. And there's honestly no reason that they couldn't keep doing a separate brand of legends with like the original like squad <laughs> the original sequel squad <laughs> yeah if you will yeah. <laughs> like like at this point wouldn't that be and i'm just i'm just spitballing here like if they <laughs> today said hey we're going back to legends or we're bringing back like the writers and creators of like that you know uh, uh the george lucas era of like Star Wars storytelling and we're letting them kind of continue those stories yeah. uh, parallel with like what's happening in Lucasfilm now with like, you know, the, 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 the projects going on now. It's like, wouldn't that make like a certain fan base happy of Star Wars? It's like, yeah. they, they're like, Oh, we get this back. <laughs> we get our nostalgia back, but also we get something yeah. that we've want that. Cause like, I, I, I didn't realize I was going to get going to get into this, no, on this episode it. but it just seems like <laughs> you remove that legends you remove that and you make this the new canon you have people who just want that sort of yeah. nostalgia that want those let that legend canon back so it's yeah. kind of like that infighting of this fan base that uh hey yeah you know I well, lo- and that's the yeah. problem is that like are Star Wars fans ever really happy? You know, like <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> they could announce it, and I would bet those those exact kind of like kind of crappy people who are like, oh, we should have stuck with the extended universe in the first place, will be like, oh, y'all are just doing this because you want my money. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a business. That's how this works. Isn't that all? Uh, <laughs> isn't that the case all the time? <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're doing with Marvel. It's what DC's doing with DC. I mean, yeah. with War- Warner Brothers is doing with dc i should say you know like it's what all all of them are doing yeah at the end of the day it's about getting your money um but i mean in all fairness look at the list of of names that happens at the end of each movie and show (laughs) like there's a lot of people being supported by you being like yes i do want a Mandalorian hockey jersey like I'm wearing. Right now. <laughs> You're wearing one now, yeah. <laughs> you know, like so yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's complicated. It Apple is complicated. Purse. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, uh, you know. <laughs> but hey, this show's great, huh? This show's good. <laughs> show's good. We love this show. Yeah. Even though, you know, one of the things me and uh Loaf Pile talked about last week is the, you know, insane amount of commercialism that is the existence of Grogu, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and how, yeah. I, I mean, <sighs> re-watching this episode, um, they, and, and I wasn't watching this show uh, season one as it was coming out. I, I sort of caught up mm-hmm. like halfway through this, the, mm. the season and, and just watched, you know, I, I binged like the first episodes and then watched the rest. But it was around this time when it was like, you know, Baby Yoda fever was going strong. <laughs> and, and in this episode in particular, Sanctuary, yes. you have like him messing with a knob in the cockpit. That was a meme. I think you have him... Uh, you have it, so many Grogu meme moments in yeah, this episode. Yeah, like him drinking from the cup. That was that was a meme. Yep. Um, the frog. The Yeah, the frog. Oh, I forget. I I, I, I hate to misgender uh, uh, Grogu, but is, is I forget, is it a he or she or they? I, I believe Grogu is a boy. Is a boy, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, regardless, he... Yeah, it, it, at this point... Uh, 
I like him. I, l- let me yeah. get that straight. We love him. I love him. Okay. <laughs> you know, I wasn't a- obsessed with him as like other people were, as like the as as a uh, as a uh, high in the zeitgeist he ended up being. I wasn't like that obsessed with him, but I thought it was cool. I liked yeah. him as a character. I liked him as like a, a special effect. You know, there are moments mm-hmm. where I'm sure it was practical. It looked practical, and other times it was CG. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that mix. Um, I love the whole setup of the series, these first two seasons anyway, of like, okay, I'm just going to take this baby and like go from planet to planet and keep him safe. I love that aspect of the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, Disney really knows how to how to uh, <laughs> just just milk the, like these characters <laughs> yeah. for all they're worth. And I st- it's, it's true. I don't know. And little moments too, like the soup bowl thing and the frog in this are such little like just blips within the episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yet like I just <laughs> I am guilty of of it because like I just bought a little like cup and froggy to go with my build a bear grogu. So I mean, you know, it's <laughs> It's uh, all very silly, but uh, <laughs> hey, but it's so. I, I I did look at uh, Baby Yoda merchandise for Christmas. I was going to buy them <laughs> yeah. for my um, uh, my my niece and nephews, but I, I never did end up getting them. Um, which is, and I think it's because they were sold out at that point. It was Christmas last yeah. year, um, but no, <laughs> I I love the little guy, and yeah, it it. I, I hate to say it was like a calculated move on the creators of the show because it seemed they came from a good place with it. Yeah. With a character. It's like, let's have a, you know, this mysterious Yoda uh, baby and we won't tell you where he's from or what his, like, you know, his whole thing is in the beginning. It's, it'll be a mystery. Like, how, how, how yeah. can you not be invested in something that you've seen before, but like a different, mm-hmm. you know, different version of that? Different form. Yeah, yeah. different form. Um, but again, I go back to Disney. So I think Disney is the one that's like, oh yeah, we're gonna cash in on this. We need yeah. we need something merchandisable. But I I think that also does speak to like the strength of both Favreau and like Filoni because let's be real, they're basically like co showrunners, even oh, though yeah. that's not how it's credited. Um, it speaks to the strength of their storytelling skills that, you know, like their bosses definitely came to them and were like, we need something adorable to sell merch. (laughs) And they went, okay, let's sit down and let's think about it. And let's, you know, let's a find something that works within the universe, a younger version of of Yoda. Okay. But what does that mean to Mando? You know, like, it's not like he just gets thrown in there. Um, they they come up with a reason that Mandalorian that the Din Din is his name the Din is so attached you know and it wasn't that the um, I guess philosophy is the right word like the mindset of George Lucas with yeah. certain characters of the Star Wars franchise it's like like for Jar Jar Banks it's like let, okay I'm gonna make this character kid friendly. Um, you know, I can sell a lot of toys of, of Jar Jar yeah. Binks. And it's not that it's inherently bad when I think about it. I just think, well, it serves two purposes. I, yes. uh, I, I was going to say I enjoy Jar Jar Binks, but I enjoy the concept of a Jar Jar Binks. I enjoy... <laughs> I, I, I forget. I like Jar Jar's like overall arc. I like yeah. him going from like a dumb dumb to somebody who's like in the Senate and actually speaks relatively eloquently. Yeah. You know, like you know, he's a fun character. He, he's just got some uh, rough edges. Yeah, he, he he gets a bad rap, and sometimes it's for a good reason. <laughs> you know, but I understand why a character like that or the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi, like why mm-hmm. Lucas and company would say. In the early days of Lucasfilm, it's like, oh, we'll we'll make these characters, but uh, it'll be a two-hander of like, let's make them to make merchandise, but also let's make them actual like living, breathing characters and make you feel for them on screen. And I think it works on both counts. Ewoks for sure. Yeah. You know who hasn't teared up watching Ewoks die in front of the Jedi, <laughs> and Jar Jar Binks. You know, elates feelings from you, whether good or bad. So it works. <laughs> you have a reaction, and that's yeah. the point. <laughs> Which, hey, you know what? What a great sentence to actually segue into the episode on, yeah. because you know what? Let's let's just like get it out of the way, and let's talk about our our favorite 
uh, person who lives to get a reaction out of everybody. <laughs> so this is the episode where we get introduced to Gina Carano's character. Yeah. Um, Cara Dune. Um, and again, we're going to retread some stuff I've definitely touched on with some other folks along the way. But the thing for me with Cara Dune, and I wonder how you feel about it, is that conceptually, right... I do enjoy this character. I think this is a really cool character that's like digging into some really interesting, you know, Star Wars world building, you know, having this character from Alderaan. I'm a sucker for folks from Alderaan. Um, (laughs) And, you know, just like, but is also a soldier and like, I don't know. It's an interesting character. And I think in this episode, she's probably kind of the best she is in the whole show. She plays up that soldier element really well in this episode. But boy, her as a person. <laughs> well, yeah, let's start with the character first. I, I'm, yes. I'm in agreement with you. I, I like her character here. Um, it's it, like like you're saying, like, this plays to her strengths as an actress mm-hmm. yeah um especially in this first episode she's in the 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 later episodes you definitely see you know i hate to even say it even though she is a bad person but i i never thought she was a good actress <laughs> never thought no, so yeah um yeah. and hey you know i can talk about haywire for the next hour if you want me to but <laughs> um like soderbergh in that movie and that's why she, you know she was hired for this because i saw the bonus features mm. Of Mandalorian, and they were like, "Oh, um, you know, they saw uh, Haywire. Uh, I forget if it was if it was either Favreau or Filoni, and they called Soderbergh mm-hmm. and said, hey, you know, is she good to work with?'" And he's like, "Yeah." At that point, I'm sure. Um, but <laughs> uh, but but Soderbergh and like in this first episode, they played to her strength of like a strong person because she's obviously like strong. Um, yeah. And that soldier type, that like kind of like cold demeanor, like she plays really well. But I don't know. It. I wasn't a huge fan of her, her character later on because I felt like, well, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the things that she does, Carl Weathers does a lot better because I think yeah, he's a absolutely. much better character. He fits so much better with like as an actor, as like a character arc. I don't know, like. That mm-hmm. that pairing or that trio of them at the end of the season, with like uh, mm-hmm. Mandalorian, uh, Carl Weathers, and you know uh, Gina Carano, I'm like, well, do we do we need Cara Dune here? <laughs> yeah. So I don't does know. she have to be here? She has to be here. It doesn't seem necessary. Yeah, no. But again, like I don't. I, I would have felt even worse about this, like if she wasn't a bad person. But I don't know. It, I, <laughs> again, I never thought she was a great actress. Even Soderbergh yeah. realized that making haywire like he he overdubbed her voice with another oh, really? with another actress's <laughs> voice in that movie oh wow um Didn't so that. that's interesting yeah but uh you know besides all that uh, yeah she's terrible but, i mean <laughs> yeah she's, she's the worst she's worse. um <laughs> you know and i think that the the good performance in this one I'm going to probably chalk up mostly to like being directed by Bryce Dallas Howard who's oh, like yeah an actress you know who knows she's i'm sure she's the kind of director who knows exactly how to direct actors you know um and how to get good performances out of them because she knows what works for her you know so um i think that's really what's and i think that's also her direction (laughs) in order to swerve away from carano and now focus on something (laughs) we love about the episode i think i think uh howard's direction is also it's it's also just very clear to me that like a woman directed this episode because of how all these characters that you do see once and then immediately move on from are kind of treated, you know? Yeah. Um, this like woman character that we get introduced to, um, who kind of tempts Din with like, here's what a regular life is like. Don't you want to take off the helmet? <laughs> come, come back, stay here. Yeah, that um, that that was all great. Those like smaller, intimate moments in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching this and thinking, oh, you know, four episodes in, like this is the best one of the four. Like, because I think yeah. it is because of her direction. It, it is because of those smaller moments. And it goes back to what I like about the show overall is like 
you know, uh, the Mandalorian himself and, and Pascal. And I read that, like, mm-hmm. he wasn't on set for this episode. He just did the voiceover. Yeah. But still, it all goes back to that the magic of that the design of the mask of the Mandalorian mask mm-hmm. and 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 Pascal's voice just just matching those moments of like him there's a moment when the the uh, the woman who says oh you know why not settle down like she's like uh, uh, doing a like, fire practice right with a gun and like she yeah. like you know gets like 10 shots uh, uh, on a on a on a pan or something you know he's like an expert marksman yeah. and Mandalorian just looks at her and just and like he of course it's a mask but like yeah. you get that sense of like he's like whoa <laughs> yeah and i guess it's thanks to pascal's voiceover thanks i guess to like the body double like yeah the the direction of howard that it all just mm-hmm. works so here and i mean yeah. i don't know the name of his body double but like a pause to, to give such props to his body double in this episode because that's one of the things i had noted too is that pascal is not physically in the suit for most of this he does a really good job of evoking with not that many episodes under their belt at this point evoking how pascal physically plays the role yeah like that's what i'm impressed about with the show is that you know i i don't know you know who i don't know if like pascal's under there or not during these scenes mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i read it today that i didn't know he was on i, I didn't know he wasn't on set for this episode but you but you could have fooled me because the acting yeah. the body acting is so good and like all the body doubles pascal in the suit everybody when they're in this role as mando it's like you're you're fooled like you're you're like yes it's the same person all the way through and it's uh, again it's like the magic of the directors of howard here and again like i'm still so um just in awe of that design i don't know who designed that that the 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 mandalorian mask i guess boba fett's mask Mm -hmm. you know where it's like the you know the 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 t-shape right it's yeah it's it's brilliant like i have like no words for it like (laughs) to to get like so much emotion from like that nothingness is like is Mm -hmm. amazing yeah it really is and it's like a design that of course goes back to like old roman helmets and stuff like that but yet there's just something it's so baffling how much emotion you can get from that helmet and and that helmet specifically too like i don't necessarily even feel that way whenever i look at like my boy whenever i look at kylo ren's helmet like i don't feel like i can see tons of emotion through that helmet you know like i i i think that helmet then again it also serves the purpose of hiding the emotion whereas mando it's like a part of him and i think if you put if you are an actor and you're playing the role kind of realizing and remembering that that helmet is literally a part of him not something that he introduced later when he was you know in ben's case a teenager who didn't want anybody to see that he had was conflicted you know like yeah. he is he grew up with this thing he in this episode he says like I was their age whenever I put it on. You know, it's just, and these kids are like six or whatever. They're real little, you know. Yeah. And, um, and and remind me, but like, we don't see for sure Pascal's face until the finale of this season, right? Is Yes. Like not, yeah, not, that's not, the not first even, time we see it. Like maybe, a, I don't even think we have a glimpse because he because he takes the mask off here but it's obviously they're, they're not gonna show him because he's not there and also yeah i guess they want to just avoid the reveal for as long as possible but like you see him take it off but you don't see his head at all you just see him put the mask like you know next to him down yeah, yeah. which i think is a brilliant shot it's yeah yeah it's great it it keeps that intrigue and when you do see his face in the finale of this season it's 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 amazing yeah yeah, I mean, well, and it just really, this shot in this episode really also just lends to, like, reminding you just how big of a deal it is every time, you know, that yeah. he does take it off. Yeah. Um, even though 
you know, granted, he also establishes in this episode that, like, taking it off is a part of his, like, daily routine. That's like, true. He does that. You know, like, she's like, how long has it been? And he was like, yesterday. Like, <laughs> like homeboy's got to shower sometime. Yeah, like, he's not going to keep yeah. it on. Yeah. He's not like, <laughs> but, like, like Darth. Uh, it, does Darth Vader also take his mask off? Like, when, when, when he eats? I don't even know. <laughs> That's actually a great question. <laughs> I have so many questions about the Darth Vader suit, man. I could. That's a whole episode in and of itself. <laughs> Do a whole Darth Vader episode of just like breaking it down. Just the, just just, the, it just the mask and the in outfit. universe. Yeah. <laughs> what what does what all does the suit do? Here's the thing. I'm sure there's an expansive guide on that somewhere on the internet. It's got to be a book um, and like one of those encyclopedias of, of like, Star yeah, Wars. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an exact breakdown of what each button on his chest does. Um, one button. Anyway. One button is food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I mean, it very well could be in the Star Wars universe. For all I know, you know. Um, Hey, I mean, the little containers, there are these little metallic containers that are always on Jedi belts. And those are like, they're only like the size of a bullet and they're food containers. They're little ah. food pellets. So who knows in Star Wars, anything could be anything. An ice cream machine is something that holds Beskar in this in this, <laughs> in this series. So I mean, whatever. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, I don't know. This one's just like also very singular there's not this is very much kind of it kind of it has the vibe of some of the season two episodes where it's almost kind of like everybody used the term like fetch quest from video games <laughs> where <laughs> he's right. just got a singular you know thing that he's doing for this episode um and then moving on um but I like it. I yeah, like no, I do. Yeah. I love like the repurposing of things from like the old wars like it has the same vibe as like ray living in an at, at in <laughs> on jakku yeah. that these like bounty not bounty hunters like raiders you know just repurpose one of the walking was it atst um i like that i like there's a lot of cool in-universe stuff going on in this one i really like yeah because on the planet and uh the the people who mando encounters and who he talks uh caradun into helping him uh in like protecting these people they're fighting they're not fighting against the empire they're fighting against like like these what these who are they like these gang members or something yeah, yeah who i i mean i use the word raider i raider, mean yeah, they yeah. just basically come there steal their crop and then leave again you yeah, know yeah. like they're like bye yeah um but just i but, I, I totally agree with you like them using that atat and like them just like these these survivors of this war just using these remnants of these pieces of the war you know for you know bad uh, I was gonna say for good and bad, but I have not seen the good. I don't think, but, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I love that. That and that's another thing I like about this series is like, you, it's it's set after the original trilogy, right? And mm-hmm. you get that sense of like, oh, you know, we've been here before, but it's not the same. Things are changing. Um, but yeah, I, I dig it, and the, all that uh, Werner Herzog stuff in the first few episodes of this season that was all good too. That whole. The verbiage of like, oh, you know, uh, is the empire still around? Like, who who is the empire? Like, you know, who are these people in the background? I like it. Yeah, how much power do they still have? Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's the other question that's running through really this whole first season because you know they're around, but it's like how powerful can they be and then by the time we get to the second season it's like oh pretty 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 yeah. darn powerful still like, <laughs> it's like, it's like things, they, things aren't great it's like they never left <laughs> yeah yeah it's well and i mean it's always been kind of the problem with some and and people it's one of the things people criticized about rise of skywalker myself included is that a lot of the times the bad guys just don't ever die out completely you know like they're still out there they are still you know they may be fewer in number but they can definitely come back at any given moment um and yeah yeah but that's one thing that's one thing in return of the jedi to leave it that way it's another thing whenever you 
Patriot movie as the end of the Skywalker saga and leave all the bad guys alive. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm not bitter. It's fine. Uh. <laughs> it's fine, Callie. It's fine. You know, I, I, I only mention this because it's it's just a big coincidence, okay? And mm-hmm. I don't want to make anybody mad. I don't want to make you mad, Callie. But um, <laughs> last night I saw F9. Um, uh-huh. Fast and Furious Nine, for anybody who doesn't know, um, and and I and I only bring this up because they they flat. Oh yeah, I think I know what you're gonna say because I saw the tweet. Yeah, like, go on, please. There's a tweet, <laughs> and there's also something else. They flat out. They don't call out Star Wars. They make a huge reference to Star Wars in F Nine. Oh, interesting. Um, they 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 have a back and forth like these two bad guys talk about Star Wars, and. One of the bad guys says, oh, you know, uh, this isn't a movie, you know, Uh, you're a bad guy, you know, you're uh, going to lose. And the bad guy's like, no, 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 I'm Luke Skywalker. Then the other bad guy goes, no, you're not Luke Skywalker, you're Yoda. Then the other bad guy goes, oh, I'm Yoda? Oh, okay, I I, I can get with that. And then the other bad guy goes, goes, no, you're Yoda because you have a hand up your ass like a puppet. Okay, I say all that. Oh, and then it got me thinking, as I was watching F9, I go, wait a second. I might, I might like this better than Star Wars. <laughs> this franchise. And I only want to say, I only want to, want to make it clear that, and this kind of goes into the Rise of Skywalker and the problems I had with that. Mm-hmm. And not, not, not the entire sequel trilogy, but some of the sequel trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's that like... I only say Fast and Furious is better than F9. Sorry, Fast and Furious is better than Star Wars because yeah. I think Fast and Furious, those nine movies now, they do a better job of like making their canon make sense more than... I was about to say, they're probably more consistent exactly. than the Star Wars can- yeah. nine movie canon. So if we just look at, I get it. If we just look at the Star Wars nine movie canon, I'm not going to say it's a mess, but it's like very inconsistent. It's oh, it, yeah. yeah. So that's just me giving the benefit of the doubt. Um, but when I see when I see Fast and Furious, I'm like, this all makes sense. Like these nine movies in this series, I mean, they're ridiculous. They have their ups and yeah. downs, but like they're all essential. They're all connect together. And by the by the end of the ninth one, by the end of the ninth Fast and Furious, I'm like, yes, I love it. By the end of the ninth Star Wars. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no, it's true. And I mean, they're consistent within their own little trilogies for the most part, except for the sequel. <laughs> sequel trilogy is not consistent, and that's why it's kind of the roughest of the trilogies. Yeah. Um, But, you know, but overall, yeah, like the first three, like um, episodes one, two, or three, are nothing like episodes four, five, and six. Even though they they have more Lucas involved, you know, like yeah. it's 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 an interesting, and I mean, it comes with the whole territory of like this saga being so spread out, you know, and like three at a time in these spread out times. Um, so it's it's an interesting. It's definitely an interesting comparison, and I'd never thought of it like that way. But you're so right of just, like, a franchise like Fast and Furious knows exactly what it's doing the whole time through. And Um, and maybe it's because they have... Fast and Furious has that, you know... They've only been doing it 20 years at this point. Actually, today's mm-hmm. the 20th anniversary of the first one, coincidentally, mm. Fast and Furious. But, you know, but 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 to your point, like, Star Wars has been around for, what, 40 years, you know, with three yeah. trilogies. It's all spread out. I mean, they could have really worked on that sequel trilogy, you know, more than they did. But whatever um did you see that article a couple weeks ago where jj abrams was like yeah i mean maybe we could have planned it what a thought okay <laughs> yeah right, dude like come on yeah yeah anyway sorry uh, i just had to jump in with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah they they could have had something there they could have had something there. Yeah, yeah no i mean right and you know, but, there's so much potential in that in that saga, and obviously TFS is a pro Last Jedi place. I was, yeah, <laughs> you know, I was I was waiting for us to bring that up, but yeah, I still think the Last Jedi is like the best Star Wars since maybe Return of the Jedi, maybe Empire, but like it yeah. it, it goes to show that, and I'm gonna tie it back to Mandalorian. Like, mm-hmm. I think Mandalorian, like on its own, is like a great Star Wars 
thing. Yeah. It's a great Star Wars show. Great st- like when it was on like middle of season two, end of season two, um, I was like, this is like the best Star Wars has been in a very long time. And it was after Rise of Skywalker came out and it kind of like made me a Star Wars fan again, season two after yeah. Rise of Skywalker. So yep. and it has these talented people behind it, uh, John Favreau and Filoni, who just know Star Wars and who love it to a point where they're like, let's not mess this up. Let's make this as good as possible. Let's be smart about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I can say the same about Ryan Johnson because I think he's smart about it. He knows the yeah. legacy. He he cares about it. Not to say like J.J. Abrams doesn't care, but... To your, no, but I yeah. think there's, there is an extra layer of care in that movie. Yeah. There's... There's even a certain amount of like attention to like the prequels that is yeah. present in his movie that isn't in Abrams movies. I kind of feel like are like no 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 it's okay forget about the prequels the prequels aren't there the prequels can't hurt you <laughs> you know <laughs> and then like but Ryan Johnson is like no 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 we should confront like the prequels what the themes of the prequels were and we should tie them in and we should have Luke point out that the Jedi failed at the peak of their power in the prequels. You yeah. know, like we should bring these in. I you know, I respect Abrams as a filmmaker, but yes. as you were saying that, like I realized that he may be more like of the moment of like let's make a great movie now. Let's not really Yeah. I don't want to say let's let's forget about the past movies, but he's more focused on like making the movies making now like great versus like him tying it back to other movies or even like the last movie, yes. Last Jedi, yeah. <laughs> when he made Rise of Skywalker. So well, that's why he was perfect for like The Force Awakens, yeah, because he was somebody who was like perfect to make a first movie, you know, but then not perfect to wrap it up later because he's not somebody who's great at consistency in a saga. And also wrapping um, things up. Is not his strong suit. <laughs> not his strong suit. Like, and again, I, I truly respect respect on the guy's name because I do love Force Awakens. I think it has a lot of really special moments. You know, I, I do too. I think, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I love because I, I have love been it. I have been throwing a lot of shade at Abrams over the last few episodes <laughs> with all my guests. I'm not gonna lie, we've always circled back to Rise of Skywalker and our issues with it. But like I said, I do feel like this is a good moment for me to be like, hold on, though, hold on. I ain't saying homeboy ain't talented, <laughs> you know. Oh, like yeah, he's trust good. Me. Yeah, he is. He knows what he's doing in the right context. He's a tool that you can use well, and he's a tool that you can use poorly. Yeah. Um, I hope nobody isolates so, yeah. that of Callie saying J.J. Abrams is a tool. Nobody should cut that out. <laughs> nobody should cut that out, except everybody should and send it directly to my email address. I actually want to make that my like ringtone. It's just me saying that sentence. No. <laughs> but he, he, he does have a gift of like making you excited for something new, yeah. something old and making yes. it new again. Like he did that for Star Trek. Like I love his first mm-hmm. Star Trek. But I don't love Into Darkness. Into um, Darkness is rough. Yeah, yeah that's rough. the thing. <laughs> I actually love uh, Mission Impossible 3. I think that works so mm-hmm. well. Um, but that's kind of like a reboot to the Mission Impossible franchise, and he makes it work. Yeah. So, yeah, he has that gift. Like, he, yeah, like you said, he, is, he has a great gift for making the first of something, <laughs> like bringing something yeah. back, you know. Yeah. But... Again, no more Rise of Skywalker, you know, uh, uh, shoveling <laughs> no on. No more. No, no, it's fine. I'm like I said, we've all we've all been there. It's something that I feel like we all kind of need to like get our peace out on it. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like it, it, it's like a venting that everybody needs to have at some point. Again, I didn't realize. And I am there for you, yeah, friends. <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be this amped up about Star Wars, but here I am. <laughs> Um. <laughs> you know, Star Wars is something that is just so easy to get re-amped over whenever you feel like, oh, I'm good. I've gotten over it. I'm over whatever. <laughs> Apparently, and, no, no. You're not. You're not, actually. You never are. You could, um, Kelly, you could, like, like uh, uh, restructure the show where it's like, you just have guests on who just want to vent about Star Wars. Just like... <laughs> Is, hey, you got a problem with Star, Star Wars? Wars therapy? <laughs> yeah, Star Wars therapy. <laughs> I'm here for you. Like, show, show me, show me how bad how, of an effect the like, last movie had on you. Tell me, like, <laughs> Callie, I still can't get over the special editions in 1997. I still can't get over them. <laughs> 
And, I'm here know, for you, friends. <laughs> I, I just want the original trilogy in you know in, uh, on Blu-ray. That's actually such a great concept for uh, a podcast. Though, is Star Wars therapy? Star, Star Wars therapy. <laughs> I, and, hey, it's it's so great. I'm sure somebody's done it already. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. But anyway, um, but hey, I guess. Let's go ahead and wrap up because oh, yeah. we have been talking. It, we have lost track of time. <laughs> and I, hey, I'm always on board for that, especially when we're talking about Star Wars. Um, but yeah, do you have anything that you want to plug for everybody listening at home right now? Plugs, yeah. Um, of course, talkfilmsociety.com. That's the uh, website uh, where you're listening to this now. Um, <laughs> I have one podcast I want to talk about. Um, have a nice apocalypse. It's the Southland Tales podcast and be with Marcus Irving. Um, that's going on. That that that'll go on for the next few months. Where me and Marcus talk about the works of Richard Kelly and Southland Tales. Uh, we have uh, some great guests coming on, and yeah, that's the main one I want, I want to talk about. And then of course go to Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TalkFromSociety. Uh, to support us to get bonus episodes um, as of this recording I like I have a commentary that's gonna come out in the next few weeks that I'm excited for that's all I'll say so yeah stuff awesome. stuff is happening there uh, but yeah, yeah that's me cool and as for me um, you can find me on Twitter and all those good places letterboxed all that fun stuff at Callie Smith 92. Um, and of course my work is over at TFS also, I believe my most recent thing I published as of recording is my essay on Bo Burnham's inside. So you can check that out for some non-Star Wars Cali content. (laughs) It's rare. (laughs) Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, but anyway, uh, thanks for coming on the pod today, Marcelo. Thank you for having me on and Hey, I hope to be back again some other time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, and I am, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and for everybody who's listening at home, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.